When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Zone. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it's going to be the common conversation today, the Super Bowl, maybe not so much the game, but how about the commercials? Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Welcome to a Monday. Here it is, 13th day of February. But I'll tell you what, today and tomorrow, the weather is going to be anything but February-like for today. We'll expect sunshine. Our daytime highs today right around 44 degrees. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Good chance that we're going to pick up some rain, but it's going to top out around 48 degrees on Tuesday. Little cooler on Wednesday, 43. And then we see some Arctic air move in later in the week. By Thursday, we'll drop down to 26 degrees. Of course, Stumach, our ag meteorologist, is the guy we'll lean on for all the weather details that's coming up. Speaking of details, it's important that farmers pay attention to the details in their local community at this time of the year. You see how erratic the weather is? Well, that takes a toll on our pavements. Rural roads are going to be posting weight restrictions that farmers need to yield to. Talking more about that, Charity Seebecker brings us an update. And we're also catching up with Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin. She's been working hard on policy developments that could bring more financial resources to Wisconsin farmers and many of our agencies. Stephanie Hoff had a chat with her. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin's Meat Talent Program. I've learned an awful lot about it. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with DADCAP Secretary Randy Romanski. And first, we talked about the Meat Talent Program and getting it into the classrooms with curriculum created in UW-River Falls. And then we talked about the Humane Handling Institute, the first-of-its-kind project. And finally, we wrapped up with an update about what is going to be on the 2023 budget for Wisconsin. Under the umbrella of something called the Meat Talent Development Program, and that title is exactly what you would expect. We're, we're trying to find ways to increase young people's abilities or interest in being, building a career in the meat processing industry. And uh, River Falls has got this great partnership with us. We were fortunate. Uh, Governor Evers set aside $5 million in federal funding for us to develop this meat talent development program. And uh, River Falls has been a great partner. They're working on two different programs right now. Uh, one of them is that they've developed a high school curriculum, a two-week course. Uh, it's it's can be it's a plug-and-play operation. You can plug it into a high school curriculum, uh, and ag teachers can use the materials that River Falls has developed. And that's a great way to get information in front of young people to help them think about what building a career in the meat industry might look like. So that's really exciting. And I hear there's a quite a bit of talk about it beyond Wisconsin and beyond those first tryouts. There is, and that was what we kind of expected, because this is a first-of-its-kind program, and we have uh, pilot 
uh, when we first announced the program, it was, you know, first come, first serve some schools. We want you to kind of test this out. And, of course, schools in Wisconsin volunteered, and we've got the volunteer schools, the programs being out there test run right now. And and uh, the goal is to have it available for other schools later on this spring. So it'll be more widely used in Wisconsin. But, as you said, River Falls is getting inquiries from other states about, hey, that's a really cool idea. You know, can you tell us how you set that up? So that is really exciting that we're building a foundation here for our kids, for our industry, but other people are taking notice of what's going on in Wisconsin. And this actually was quite a quick turnaround, wasn't it? It was a really quick turnaround. Uh, So uh, when the governor first made the funding available, uh, we started to build a program. The great thing is we have great relationships with Wisconsin's li- livestock and meat industry. And we've actually been kind of working on what this would look like. Governor Evers actually proposed funding for the state funding in his last budget. Now, it didn't make it through, but with the flexibility of the federal ARPA dollars, he made the funding available. We had this network already built up. The So it's the technical colleges, it was the, it was the universities, it was the livestock associations farm groups and it all came together and uh, a big credit to river falls for working on the curriculum and and making it available for the for the schools and and here we are it's great to see and with the success of starting this do you see it expanding and going even farther i hope so the great thing about what we're doing with the meat talent development program is it's built in layers so right now we're talking about the layer of the high school curriculum that river falls has built uh, UW Platteville, through this same program, is working. Is uh, just recently had a building a career in the meat industry class that was for high school and college students. Uh, so that's really exciting. Again, building that interest level in young people. And then the other great thing about the the dollars that have become available is we can make uh, we can do tuition reimbursement for people who are going to the technical college system or the UW system to get uh, into a program that can get them involved in the livestock and meat industry somewhere. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So the good news is it's already kind of expanding and, and we're, uh, we're seeing uh, people go to uh, those, those institutions to get training. The interesting thing about the technical college system program is it doesn't have to be a four-year degree, doesn't have to be a two-year degree. It can be kind of an a la carte program. You take the things you need to get to get into the industry, and the industry's working right alongside us, saying, here are the things we need, here are the types of skills that young people need when they come, well, any people come into the program, and they'll kind of take it from there. So it's it's really exciting to see how this is all coming together. And you were just up and saw the Humane Handling Institute. Yes. Do you see that expanding too? That's another first-of-its-kind program that's that's part of this, and it's it, River Falls is, again, taking the lead on it. They've done some some analysis of the federal meat inspection program, and one of the things they've seen is the, some of the issues of noncompliance they, that, uh, that come through the federal, program, federal system are issues related to humane handling of animals. And so uh, they are currently working on a curriculum for a program that uh, in, in engages people who are already in the industry and training new people getting into the industry um, on proper stunning uh, harvest and equipment uh, maintenance. And they've got uh, several different programs. We're doing tuition reimbursement for people who want to get into that program. The way that we like to say it at DECAP is educate while we regulate. We're a regulatory agency. We, we regulate the meat processing industry. 
but we need to make resources available to the industry and kind of walk that path with them because we all want the same thing. We want healthy, safe food, and that's whether you're the, the livestock operation, the processor, the consumer, or DACAP. That's uh, going to be up and running uh, a little bit later. I think they're going to test run that at the end of this year and then be ready for, for that program to expand Again, the great thing there is it's it's engaging people who are, might already be in the industry. And the tuition reimbursement can go for them as well. So before we were talking about building, so we start with the, with the high school curriculum. We have our technical college and UW system programming. And then we have programs for people who might already be in the industry, might have been in the industry for a long time. They want to increase their skill set or or build a new skill set, and this is for them too. What do you see might be coming up next? The next thing that'll co be coming up really soon here is uh, the biennial budget process kicks off. Governor will introduce his, uh, his budget mid-February, and that's, the, that's what it will occupy a lot of legislative and policy discussion here in the near future. I'll say this on a positive note. The, the storyline that people hear periodically might be that people don't get along and things don't get done. I would say it, that the, the previous state budget and a lot of the other things that have happened that, that specifically are related to agriculture have seen bipartisan agreement. The legislature and the governor have agreed on these things, and there's a, there's a, a big variety of them, too. The funding for international exports, the uh, producer-led watershed grant program, funding for more county conservation staff. Those are all things that either the governor proposed or the legislature proposed and they agreed on in the last budget. I look at the budget process as a way for the state to identify what they need. And I, I say this when I'm meeting with groups is this is your opportunity to have a voice. If you have something that's of interest to you, you make sure that you're communicating that with policymakers. So over the next few months, we'll have a chance to see what the governor has proposed and, and work with legislators to move some of those things forward. And uh, that's going to occupy a bunch of time. Uh, and then the next thing you know, it'll be summer. This is a, a time of year where I usually get a lot of energy because it's conference season where a lot of these ideas get talked about. And then once the budget gets introduced and the legislative session starts, we get to see if we can put them into action. So you've talked about some of the things that on the agriculture agenda, but there are an awful lot of things that really do affect rural America and rural agriculture. What do you think else is going to be coming up on the budget this time? As we look forward, some of the things that the governor highlighted in the state of the state were those successes, but also talking about how we can use that as a foundation to build as we look forward. So he, he kind of laid down some groundwork that ongoing investments in infrastructure from that local road all the way out to wherever else that it might be going mm -hmm. is going to be a priority. Uh, that investment in job training, education and job training. So making sure kids have a good school to go through from K through 12 because that's where they build all, the, all of their, their interests for the future. Um, and, and all the way up to making sure that there's job train funding available for job training to get people into a career pathway that that they can be successful. And, and another thing the governor spent a lot of time on, and you know, looking at it from DACCAP's perspective, was the investment in mental health. We're really fortunate it, over the last four years has been there's been a little bit of money that's been dedicated to the farm center at DACCAP and our farmer mental health programming, and we've seen. The number of people accessing those services rise dramatically. So some of it is people are becoming more aware of it. But the other thing is there, there are a lot of mental health challenges out there in, in the world of agriculture. Farming's a tough business. Sometimes people don't feel like they can seek out that help. And 
uh, what we've what we've been able to show with the programs that our farm center has is that it's okay to ask for help. We have funding available. We just make it available to people so it's there if they need it. A lot of the farm center programs are that way. And that was DADCAP Secretary Randy Romanski, and I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a Monday morning post-Super Bowl, I'm guessing that a lot of folks are going to be replaying, re-watching, and talking about all the commercials that aired during the Super Bowl. Uh, later this morning, we're also talking a little bit about how important the Super Bowl is to the dairy industry. Stick around. Right now, it's time for us to pivot and talk about the weather on the way. Compure Financial Ag Weather Monday. Stu Ag Meteorologist along with us. You said you were tied up with other activities yesterday. Didn't really worry about the game, huh? Yeah, we had a, a, call it a late holiday gathering. We got together with some good folks and talked about fun. And uh, yeah, we knew there was a football game on, but it wasn't front and center. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it will be relived over and over again today. Not just the game, but every commercial that played. I know I'm seeing it already. So let's talk a little bit about this weather that's coming up. I mentioned to Stu coming into the office this morning, I didn't even realize I didn't have my heavy winter coat on me. I mean, it's not warm outside right now, but boy, it's not... It's not like what we expect on February 13th either. No, no, it's not the brutal cold. It's not a wind chill of 25 or 30 below. It's pretty mild all in all. And that has to do with a system that slid on through high pressure trying to build in from the West. There's no precipitation to talk about. Well, all right, there could be a few sprinkles in East Central Illinois. 
Other than that, it's dry all over. That's all right. It's pretty quiet, a nice way to start on into the new week. I know we talked about, you know, sure, it'd be better to have a lot more snow on some of those hay and grain fields, and maybe that chance comes here a bit later in the week. But right now we've got this mild February, and what's going to happen is some rain is going to begin to wedge in. I'm anticipating as we start looking toward Tuesday, uh, midday afternoon into Tuesday night, showers will be pushing across Wisconsin from southwest to northeast. The system will head up toward Iowa and make its way up toward the UP or Lake Superior by Wednesday, early morning Wednesday, put it that way. We'll bring some rain around, heavier rain amounts in western Wisconsin than eastern Wisconsin. But rain moving through, temperatures cooling a little as that system moves through. There could very well be a possibility of some snow as we look on toward Thursday. Right now, guidance indicates more of that could stay in the southeast part of the state. I'll have forecast details right after this. Only three companies control 95% of the market for large tractor production. When monopolies capture the market, they take advantage of family farmers and restrict who can repair their equipment. That cuts into farmers' bottom line, and laws must be passed to protect our right to repair. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible, but farmers need the right to repair. And we can't get there without Fairness for Farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit ruralmutual.com farm. All righty, Stu, let's have uh, some details on this forecast. Like I said, front part of this week looks really mild, but uh, we are not going to escape some uh, colder weather before the end of the week. No, it does come around. There may very well be some snow we'll be talking about here by late in the week as well. But the Compere Financial Ag Weather Update is for a sunny Monday, a really nice start to the week. A nice day overall, as I expect, a lot of mid-40s, 45, 46, maybe a little warmer at La Crosse. And west winds will be around 5 to 10. They become southwest in the afternoon. We stay clear overnight, much like this morning, very low 30s, maybe an upper 20 here or there. South winds about 5 to 10. But the clouds roll in on Tuesday. It will get more breezy, and there will be showers. I'd expect them to develop by late morning in the west in the afternoon further east. A breezy day, pretty mild, mid-40s. South winds 10 to 20. We'll even gust near 35. The rain chance sticks around into Tuesday night. I'd say a quarter to three-quarter inch at La Crosse and Mauston, maybe up to a quarter or a half inch at Madison Beaver Dam, a little less in eastern Wisconsin. But I expect that rain will end, and by Wednesday, mostly cloudy, windy, cooler, low 40s in the south, upper 30s at La Crosse and Mauston, and the west winds 10 to 20, gusting to 35. So a couple of windy days for Tuesday and Wednesday, Pam. That adds the chill to it. And then low pressure out of the south could very well mean some snow a little later on Thursday. Well, we'll see what happens, see how much uh, moisture is left in that atmosphere. Good enough, Stu. Catch up with you tomorrow. All right, see you then. Stu our Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. As all, always, want to find out more, go to compure.com. Dairy had a big day on Super Bowl Sunday. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 12.5 million pizzas that were sold just 
on Super Bowl Sunday. Two big leaders, Domino's as well as Pizza Hut. Domino's last year had 2 million pizzas they sold and Pizza Hut 1.4 million. That's in just a day. And obviously, a lot of those pizzas obviously contain cheese. A lot of that cheese coming from right here in Wisconsin. Stephanie Hoff, as well as Charity Seebecker, joining us with more farm news on the way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Everybody's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Ebo. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Now, if you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids or surgery are your only option. Times have changed and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Don't put this off any longer. Spring is coming and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now. Get a free consultation with local medical professionals. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Can you predict the future? I can't. That's why when I'm planting soybeans, I treat with Heads Up Seed Treatment. With more than 15 years of research, Heads Up offers proven protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome. So no matter what the year throws at you, you've already taken that first step to be prepared. Don't let your beans suffer from disease when they're just starting to look their best. Tell your seed dealer you need Heads Up Seed Treatment. Learn more at headsupst.com. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital. And they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, and I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PBA was there the first day. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up. To learn more, go to pva.org today. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They take forever to return your call. When they do show up, they leave your house a mess, and then they throw in weird surprises. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who does return your calls, leaves your property clean, and never any awkward surprises. 
Swipe right and let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. This is Aaron Jones on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Jordan Love ready to step in and take that step and lead the Packers to where they need to be? Yes, sir. Jordan Love is ready. Jordan Love will be that guy. Uh, made a huge jump this year. Uh, we've seen like- it. Uh, OTAs, we could see it. And then it just kept snowballing, snowballing, snowballing in. Uh, picking it up, and uh, you can tell he's, he, he wants to play. He's itching to play, and uh, when, it, when his turn comes, he's going he's to be ready. He's, I, I think he's going to be that guy. What's he got? Now, you can't see it, but in the video, when Aaron Jones is talking to Shannon Sharp and he says he's going to be ready, there's a look on his face like excitement, like this guy's the real deal. Like he, he looks genuinely honest saying this guy's good. So... Uh, it's interesting the comment about the OTAs because Mike Clemens has said, and obviously Mike has been to, he's been at every practice for the last 20, however many years. He said that when, before Rogers showed up, obviously it was love running the show. And he said that as soon as Rogers showed up, you could still see the difference in the ball and just the pure delivery of the football between the two with Rogers, obviously being one of the greatest to do it. Uh, so the OTA comments, interesting. We did kind of see that manifest on the field when he did come in uh, against the Eagles and had somewhat extended run in a game that was not over. It, it wasn't uh, like the Packers were down two scores, but there was still time left in the game. I, I truly think that if you go to that locker room, a lot of the younger guys that definitely get, like relate to love more because they're the same age, they, they're probably ready for love because they could see what he's doing and they know that he could also be the guy. Um, It's out of all of their control, but I will say as I've noted this week and previously, the Packers are in a fine spot where if Rogers comes back, okay, you get another year, you see if it can work. If he gets traded, they already have the succession plan or a chance to see what the succession plan is on the roster. 
and then uh, they have a year to figure that out and move forward. They don't need to go roll the dice. The The camaraderie and the chemistry is already there in the building. Uh, and, and then you see what it is, what it's like next year. I, I think the big question is not whether Love can play. Like, like, I'm sure he could play. But it's whether when it gets to the game and it's game speed and you're processing fast, is can he go out and do it there consistently when defensive coordinators start to scheme against what he does well. Because that's the big, that's the variable, right? And uh, it's what, year three now for him? Like, I hate to bring this up, but like we've seen Jalen Hurts. They were in the same draft class. Hurts sat one year and then was the starter his second. Now this is his third. But we saw a huge jump from year two to year three just with experience. So even though Love didn't look great in the preseason in the past or didn't look great in the regular season a couple of years ago, it's it's legit that a big jump could have been made, but we won't really know unless he starts. Now, here are the rest of the comments between Aaron Jones on the Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Describe him to somebody who wouldn't know him. Uh, Jordan, very smart. Uh, he's going to – he he listens. He wants to He wants to be successful. Um, he's going to put everybody in the right positions. Uh, he's going if something ain't right here, check, 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 hold on, and get get everybody right. Um, and it's, it's just been so cool to see his growth, the development, um, him gain that confidence, and it showed. And I think even when he went in in Philly, he, he played well. Yeah. The games he went in, he played well, and he showed, hey, I, I, can, I can play at this level and I can do it at a high level. How does his arm strength compare to Aaron's? Oh, he he got he got yeah. some arm strength. <laughs> I, uh, I I say it's right up there. I don't know uh, if you could top me right. He's like one of the best to do it, but uh, it's it's right up there. And um, some of the balls we, we, that we see him in throwing practice, like oh, like, yeah, you 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 definitely getting that confidence. You can definitely see you're letting loose and just going out there and playing. And his escapability would be what to you? Uh, he he can he can move. He can, he can move. move. Um, he he's definitely athletic. Uh, you know, people, you don't see him run as much, but when when something breaks down or he has to, he can go get it. And uh, I think that's one thing that people kind of sleep on or will sleep on that'll, uh, that'll help him in his game. So it sounds like you think you're going to be just fine if that's what happens. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I feel like we'll be just fine. Uh, I, got, I got a lot of trust in Jordan. Uh, been working with him, you know, OTAs uh, past three years. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, and more and more tractors are going to be rolling on rural roadways in the next couple of weeks, weather notwithstanding. But there are some restrictions that farmers have to pay attention to. Charity Seebecker is visiting with a Fond du Lac County Highway Commissioner about why road restrictions are important to keep our infrastructure strong. Stick around for that. Glad you're with us on this, the 13th day of February. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. The weather looks very mild to start off the week today. Sunshine and 44 tomorrow, partly sunny, 48 with a good 80% chance of rain. We are going to see a downturn in temperatures about midweek, but we'll rebound by the weekend. Well, today, as I said, is the 13th day of February. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1948, the potato growers of Wisconsin were recognized. The Articles of Incorporation for the Potato Growers of Wisconsin, recognized by the Secretary of State. They had their first regular meeting of the organization in Stevens Point in 1948. As a matter of fact, they just had that same 
group gathered together in Stevens Point last week for their annual meeting. Potato growers start on this day back in 1948. On this day in 2000, the very last Peanuts comic strip was published. The 17,897th Peanuts comic strip was published in newspapers around the world the day following the death of its creator, Charles M. Schultz. And that was the last of the Peanuts comic strips on this day back in 2000. Happy birthday to talk show host Jerry Springer. He is 79 years young, and now you know. Policy development is underway here in Wisconsin as well as on the national scene. And looking for more budget for Wisconsin farmers is a priority that Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin is working on. Stephanie Hoff caught up with the senator and talked more about legislation that's in the works that could benefit Wisconsin agriculture. Wisconsin can look forward to money coming its way to support agriculture research, the dairy industry, and farmer wellness. This comes from a piece of legislation signed into law at the end of 2022. In this bill, the Agricultural Research Service is getting a bigger budget, as well as several other national agricultural institutes and initiatives. But we'll also see support coming directly to Wisconsin. The Marshfield Agricultural Research Station and the UW Dairy Forge Center are both going to get some money. Senator Tammy Baldwin pushed for this money to be passed. Senator, why was this a priority? Two smaller programs of significant interest to Wisconsin, the Agriculture and Food Research Initiative, as well as the Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education, SARE, which is something that uh, I know that especially the organic sector, uh, which is so vibrant in Wisconsin, has really, uh, you know, a lot of excitement around those investments. Again, those are, those are larger research funds, um, but there's also direct support for two research facilities in Wisconsin. Six million dollars is going to the expansion of facilities at the Marshfield Agricultural Research Station in Marathon County, and nearly ten million dollars is going to the UW Dairy Forage Center in Prairie du Sac and uh, over in Sauk County. Again, facilities were aging and need to be upgraded, as well as obviously support for the research that goes on uh, in those two locations. And then if we talk about dairy specifically, more dollars are also going to the Dairy Business Innovation Initiative, which Wisconsin's industry benefits from. Uh, And this also includes some of those specific dollars to the UW Dairy Forage Center. Can you, again, Senator, tell me why uh, this was a priority for you and why it's significant in this package? We know that in Wisconsin, dairy is is a major part of our agriculture sector, but that uh, dairy farmers have faced significant headwinds, both man-made as well as Mother Nature, whether that's extreme weather and flooding or whether that's trade issues like we were just uh, discussing, whether that's sharp increases in inputs or getting, on the other end, just a low price for the milk produced. We've seen a lot of small small, medium-sized dairy farms go under. That's a result of these significant challenges. So I was so 
proud to champion the dairy business innovation initiative in the last Farm Bill. And as a member of the Senate uh, Appropriations Committee, I've been a champion for fully funding it, allowing both producers and processors to, you know, add value or uh, create new efficiencies on the farm. You know, if you create new efficiencies, obviously you're cutting your expenses and increasing profits. If you're, say, creating a new product or adding value to uh, what you do, another way of increasing the bottom line. We have seen small and medium-sized dairy farms and small and medium-sized processing operations really leap at the opportunity to innovate and to uh, apply for this funding. And our our dairy industry uh, supports over 150,000 jobs in Wisconsin. It's a big deal. And to be able to have the Dairy Business Innovation Initiative thriving is important to support our, our farmers. This Farmland Security Act plays a role in that, kind of protecting our domestic investments. Tell me about this new policy. We already have requirements that foreign entities who purchase agricultural land disclose that fact. To the degree that they do, we can show that foreign-owned acreage has nearly doubled in the past decade. However, we find that the data that is collected is incomplete and uh, in some cases inaccurate. And so we really need to uh, increase the transparency and address the impact that foreign investments have on our communities, our family farms, and our domestic food supply. When our farmland is bought up by foreign investors who often don't even live in the United States in the communities where they've purchased land, it has huge implications for, for Wisconsin and, and also our national security. So something that continues to be an issue among Wisconsin farmers, Senator, is mental health. And we're fortunate to have programs across the state to help folks deal with stress and depression. But there's another resource now that's going to be available that you've championed, and this is called the Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network. In dairy and uh, other farming activity, it can be very isolating. And so how do you make sure that somebody who is undergoing a lot of stress, you know, gets the, the support and assistance they need? So this particular program really has had positive outcomes for agriculture producers, workers, and their families. It heightens the awareness of people who work in agriculture of the telltale signs of depression, of stress and allows them to be intermediaries to refer farmers and farm workers to help, helping make sure that the banker that the farmer works with knows the signs of of stress, the individual who comes to the farm to collect the milk. All of these allow stronger rural networks to make sure that we are, you know, are supporting one another and, and that there's help when needed. U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin along with us pointing out some of the components of recently passed legislation that will matter for Wisconsin agriculture. Again, some of these included dollars coming for dairy research, the Farmland Security Act, and farmer mental health. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, the dairy markets on Friday in front of Super Bowl Sunday were a little bit mixed. On Friday, barrel cheese gained a half a cent to 157.5. 40-pound block cheese was down a penny at 186 and a quarter, while double-A butter gained a half a cent to 241 and a quarter per pound. 
Now, this morning in Chicago, as far as the markets are concerned, we're a little mixed. Right now, we've got the December corn down four at 592. November beans down a penny, 1377. July wheat's down a nickel, 793. March milk's basically unchanged at 1802. Make that 1808. April milk up nine at 1848, 100 weight. Coming up next, we are catching up with Charity Seebecker. You know, you see how erratic the weather's been in Wisconsin. Mild for the next couple of days and then cold again. That takes a toll on our rural road infrastructure. Weight limits coming back around spring of 2023. Stick around for details. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. County highway officials are monitoring roads to know when to post and lift road restrictions. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Fond du Lac County Highway Commissioner Tom Yankee says that you may not see damage right away for hauling over the load limit as it is a progressive damage that deteriorates the infrastructure or pavement over time. He reminds farmers to pay attention to the weight of your loads and that there are permits available for heavy loads as the fines you may encounter otherwise can be costly. The county highway system, which are the lettered uh, highways, does not restrict uh, or post roads in the spring. So that's one thing we get calls on. Uh, we used to in some some applications, but currently we haven't done that for a couple of years now. So you know, essentially, as long as you're you have a legal load, uh, you're, you're able to s- certainly haul that on any of our county highways. Are there any restrictions that vary depending on the type of load that you're hauling? 
the weight is the biggest biggest piece of, of the puzzle for us, I should say. Our roads are only designed to really carry us up to a certain loads, and a lot of them were built, you know, well before our, our current farming practices and our larger uh, agricultural equipment and even our, our larger trucks. So I always say, you know, if you can try to maintain those weight limits that are legal limits uh, that actually does us the the best for our roads. Uh, Weight and heavy loads have a real negative effect and it it is not necessarily seen right as you're operating on the road. It's a progressive thing that really deteriorates uh, the infrastructure or the pavement of that road. Speaking of that, how do you monitor the strength of a road to ensure that it can handle these loads? Is it just a one-time thing, or is there something built into the road that you guys are checking, or how does that work? Yeah, in our county systems, we inspect our roads every other year uh, and rate them from a, basically a 0 to 10 or 1 to 10 a rating, uh, which is more of a visual-type rating system. Uh, that It's actually called PACER. It's required even by state statute. So when we we look at a road and as it progresses through its life, its pavement life, which is roughly 20 years, maybe 25 years, you'll see generally those ratings going down. So it isn't something that we, we necessarily have any type of scientific monitoring or any type of uh, instruments that we go out and necessarily collect a lot of data. Some cases we'll count cracks and we'll do certain things on different pavements that we've we've applied on our, our highways just to, to see how they are performing. But generally it's it's more more visual. What are you learning through this monitoring? Is there anything interesting or key changes that you guys have noticed every other year on those certain roads or things that have made you aware? Yeah, I mean, when we look at our pavement structure and, and our, our condition of our pavement, one thing we seem to have seen if early seal coating, early sealing of cracks uh, certainly helps that life of that pavement along or, or keeps it obviously in a better condition state as it ages, keeps the water from getting in there. You know, as, as you get a heavier load, especially, you know, in in the spring thaws and as the water and your subsoils start thawing, that's where you're probably your most vulnerable for heavy loads distressing that pavement. So, you know, that's some of the things. The other thing to kind of also keep in mind is our bridges. You know, we have a lot of bridges throughout the county. Some are posted for loads. Even agricultural equipment are are not exempt from those postings. Uh, There's a reason that structure has been posted, and if you exceed those limits, you're definitely taking a chance that you can jeopardize that structure's structural integrity. So those are kind of the, some of the things we look at when, when we talk about, you know, our loads on our, our highways. You know, we permit various loads. They have to exceed certain limits. We'll look at, you know, the conditions of the roads and the times uh, those requests come through our office. But generally speaking, um, you know, we, we like to see if we can keep legal limits. Spring is going to be here before we know it. And before we know it, we're going to be seeing more and more farm equipment that's back on the roads. What should agriculturists know, or is there any key messages that you have for that community as they need to abide by these restrictions? I understand they have a job to do and they have their own challenges. You know, when I look at, especially as, as spring comes around and, and you start getting into the fields and things start drying up, a lot of times I, I think their activities are more towards the end of, you know, when everything is completely thawed out and, and somewhat dried up that they can get into their fields. So I always uh, I indicated, you know, they can keep those loads down to the legal limits. And we do have like an implements of husbandry uh, laws and statutes that 
discuss some of those permitting processes for agricultural loads that do work through our department. And it's more of a, you know, having a, that dialogue with your 20 engineer to make sure that when we do use those highways for those purposes that we at least understand the conditions of the road and try to keep those limits down. Is there a way to know which roads are under restrictions or not? Or is there a map or something that helps people stay up to date on when they're traveling? Our legal limits, you know, are set by state statute and we do not post our roads under them even though we can in certain applications we haven't but agricultural practices they they can exceed some of those limits by a certain percentage but I think the best thing is at least have a, a dialogue or a discussion, you know, if you need to do certain practices where your limits are exceeding over the, the statutory limits, we need to need to have those discussions and permit those uh, accordingly. And our highway engineer here at, at the county generally takes care of them. Uh, I don't know that we've seen any of those permits in the most recent years, so we suspect that, you know, most of those limits are within the statutory guidelines. So that's kind of, I guess, the best thing is, you know, just realize that loads do, unfortunately, uh, heavy loads do negatively impact pavements in, in the structures underneath. Our soils, generally speaking, in Fond du Lac County are clay-type soils that retain water. They, and most of our highways are built 20s, 30s, 40s before these agricultural machineries are as, as large as they, they've gotten over the years. Is there any advice that you potentially give to people for how they can pivot when they do have to haul something that is too heavy for the road? Yeah, I mean, most of the loads, I believe, are divisible, so they can lessen their, their impacts by just lessening the amount of load that they have to haul. Uh, I know that's not always favorable. Uh, obviously, it takes more time uh, and, and those type of things, but that that really is the, the best suggestion I would have, you know, trying to keep that load within the statutory limits is the best practice, uh, and, and by doing that, it might mean you have to make a, you know an extra trip or so to do do certain things depending on particular tasks that you're doing. The other thing that comes to mind in some of the complaints that come through our office is you know obviously the spring thaws and, and the agricultural community needs to get back into their fields and work their fields. You know when you come out of the fields, you know if you if you end up bringing a lot of dirt materials on the road, you need to really clean that up because we've had some incidences where, especially as, as things get warmer and motorcycles and those things come out, you know that, that can be very, very hazardous if you start leaving clumps of dirt and those type of things on the highway. So that's, I think, one thing to keep in mind as, as well as, as we get into our spring here sooner than later, hopefully. That was Fond du Lac County Highway Commissioner Tom Yankee.